Good afternoon, fucks and folks. Uh, this is episode 94 of Whipsnap. Uh, I have a buddy of mine, Tristan Zett, on, who is an artist. I w- would you call that that? Producer. Yeah, artist, musician, producer. Yeah, the above. Artist. So you make, this is honestly the first thing I wanted to get into because oh. you just came out with a song. Right? Com- coming out next Friday. Fuck. Okay. So <laughs> for this episode, do you want me to release it before your song comes out? You can do... Because I would love to have your song at the end of this episode. Oh, let's go. Okay, we'll yeah. do that. Let's go. Yeah. And, but if you're releasing it next week, then I can wait. These, so yeah, on next Friday. So eight days from now, the, the time of recording, do, it will be up. Okay. How long have you been doing music? I've been doing music since I was 15 years old. I'm now 23. So if we do the math on that, it's about eight years. That's cool. You want to hear the story? Yes. It's, it's a fucking stupid story. Was it like you got broken up with? Because that's why I started doing stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. But I have... I accidentally wrote a diss track in high school on a girl that I was in love with. Oh, uh, was like diss track? I was like, I was like in love with her. And then she like led me on and like broke my heart. So my best friend, the whole school knew about it. It was a big deal. She was your best friend? Yeah, she was my best friend. Friend that we fell in love and like people were rooting for us oh, and then she no. she led me on and it exploded and everyone like felt bad for me and I had a lot of feelings about this yeah and this isn't the first story I was gonna tell you this is a different story okay but so <laughs> so I like I had all this shit going on with her and I obviously I wrote a whole bunch about it I released an EP the latter part of high school and I let it out and she has a track totally dedicated to that situation and it was called Roundabout and it had a really angsty little guitar twang <laughs> and the whole theme of the song is that I can't keep going on your roundabout like I can't keep going in these fucking circles that's and, cool and like through venting I kind of was like you are like you have a lot of shit going on. Stop putting it on people. Yeah. And so from my perspective, I was like, I just need to get this stuff out from everyone else who heard its perspective, including my AP history teacher, because they played it in the middle of class from everyone else's perspective. They were like, dude, you fucking distractor. Like this was harsh. That's so funny. I have, I've never told this story to anybody. And, oh, cause this is, this relates so much to me. So the reason I started doing stand up. Um, so I, I got broken up with in high school and like before that br- breakup, I was in an improv group and yeah. they were like, if you did stand up, we'd, we'd watch you. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to do it. But okay. then I got broken up with, I'm like, well, what else do I have to lose? <laughs> so I fucking did it and it was good. But before, between the breakup and before I did my stand up at like the talent show, I made, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I made a YouTube video specifically for my ex well, I was like, well, at the end of the video, I was like asking her to prom, but I pretended. So the day I made it, I'm sorry, the day after I made it, okay. I sent it to my acting teacher and me and oh, my no. ex, okay, me and that. my ex were in the same uh, acting class. Oh. So I was like, Hey, I'm sick today. I wasn't sick. I just didn't want to be there. Oh. I was like, I'm sick today. Acting teacher. Can you play this video? In class. Oh, it was awful. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. Time out on this. Yes. You had them play the video yep. of you asking out the girl and you're not even there? <laughs> you weren't even there? I didn't want to see it. How old were you? 17. 17? That is old enough to develop the balls to stand behind the decision of oh, making a video for a girl. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first, like, actually breakup. Like, we only dated for, like, a month and a half, but it, I felt it for, like, two years. Like it was, it was, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like the first like heartbreak or oh, whatever yeah. in quotes, but, oh, this is so bad. Uh, I made this YouTube video and in the very beginning of the YouTube video, even my English teacher saw it. She saw the okay. video. And so the, the opening of the video is like 
<laughs> it's so stupid. I was like, I'm holding like a cup and yeah. I'm looking at the camera and I'm like, oh, I didn't see you there. And then I just toss them up <laughs> behind me because I got to start out with like a stupid bit. <laughs> and then I even say her name in the video and everybody else in the acting class is like watching it. And midway through, my acting teacher turned it off and my ex is like bawling. And I didn't mean to do any of this. I was trying to make it kind of sweet. But at the same time, I also didn't know how anybody was going to take what it. What was your message? This is after you guys it, broke up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your message in the video? It was to ask her to prom. After you broke up? Yeah. Another bold decision yep. by you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you thought that was going to go well? I don't well? know. I've seen some movies. <laughs> <laughs> was this you winning her back? This was trying you were, to... You were like, oh, the, what's the... Love Actually? You were Love Actually? Yeah, I was trying the... to. Like, I even said, I think be, even before I made the video, I messaged her and I was like, can I ask you to prom at dinner because I made a sign and everything. This was after we broke up. And okay. she goes, if you pull that during lunch, I will say no. She's telling me this off the bat. But I'm imagining, like, before I even do it, I didn't do this. Okay. Because she said no. But I even, like, imagined, like, I was going to, like, stand up on a table. I was going to hold a sign. Like, I had, I had all the balls to do so, it. So is this her saying no? Is this just her <clears throat> being an introvert? Or is this her very clearly laying a boundary? This Greg, is her laying a boundary. Not. Okay. And, and you would yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with <laughs> that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, looking back at it now, I'm like, oh, everything I did was so fucking stupid. Or whatever. And even on Valentine's Day, so like we broke up maybe a week before Valentine's, two weeks before Valentine's Day happened. Valentine's Day comes around and I ask her to, uh, like, she can have me back. And I'm like, and she goes, you really think you're going to ask me this on Valentine's Day? And I pretended that I didn't know what day it was. (laughs) I was like, it's Valentine's Day? (laughs) Dude, dude, I was so bad. Oh my God, I was in seventh grade. And I had this girl that I've been crushing on for so long. And mm-hmm. everyone thought she was so into me too and all this stuff. And it was like, I was like finally working up the courage to like say something to her. Mm-hmm. And it was in February. It was like, you know, Valentine's Day was coming up. I was like, I'm not going to be that guy to pull a move on Valentine's Day. That's stupid. Yeah. I don't like how people do things just for the holiday. So I was like, I'm going to tell her I like her on February 13th. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I pull her up in the, aside in the front of the class where we sit next to each other. And I'm like, hey, like, I really like you. And she goes... Thank you. And walks back to the table. <laughs> You're very kind. But I didn't do it on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's so funny. When was so the reason I think I acted that way when I was 17 is that was technically my first girlfriend I had. I had okay. one like maybe a couple months. No, no, no. I had one when I was 16, but it was only a week. Okay. So I don't know if I told you this, but I was homeschooled up until high school. You did tell me that. Yeah. So I didn't have any experience with like you said seventh grade. Oh. So it's like everything that you're supposed to learn in middle school oh. and all of these crushes and all of these like short relationships you go through, I had those in, in high school. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Now. I constantly forget you're homeschooled. Yeah, it's fucking good. Like, yeah, so it's, it's a, a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But that was so funny. Like that, I didn't know. I didn't know I was gonna say that on a podcast. Um, and then, like years later, no, maybe like one year later, I like I was obsessed with this person. And then, like one year later, different was, person, same person, same person, same person. One year later, I was like texting them, and I actually saw them um, when I was visiting Kansas one time, like a couple years ago. I saw them working at a store that I was buying clothes for, it, and okay. she was like the cashier, and I was trying to make conversation, and oh, she God. just wasn't having yeah. it. So I was like, oh, she's done or whatever. But it's so funny just like looking back at that and being like, okay, I did fuck up. Now I know how not to fuck up next time. No, literally. But then you say that, and then you just fuck up again, and then you fuck up again. <laughs> My, up. The whole thing about relationships is fucking up is, hey, only one of them has to work. 
Only one relationship yeah. has to work. But even everything else can crash and burn. When you say relationship, also it could mean yourself. We can get like kind of deep in that. You don't need to be with someone at the end of the day. Do you believe? Like, do you want to get married? I do want to get married. I want okay. to get married and have kids, and I want to be obnoxiously like you know adorable and in love and ninety years old and how feebly many, dancing to a kitchen. Uh, how many kids do you want? Four. And I've thought about this very specifically. <gasps> There's a very two, specific thought process. Two sons and two daughters. Maybe not necessarily. You're like, I don't want any daughters. No, I want daughters I don't badly. Want women. <laughs> oh no, I dude, I want to be such a girl dad. You don't even know. I would like to have a daughter. Yeah. No, the math behind it though, because okay. I grew up three brothers, four of us total. So I am slightly biased. But here's my thought process. Wait, really quick. Um, pause. We'll remember your thought process. Where are you in that order? I am the oldest. Okay. I am the oldest of four boys. Who's the youngest? And how old are you? I'm 23. The youngest is going to be 17 next month. Nice. So, okay. Oh, it's pretty close. Very close. We're all no more than two years apart. And you guys are all close? Yes. My oh, mom, my mom was pregnant for like six years straight. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. I got nine kids. So my mom... Holy... No, I don't, have nine, I don't have nine kids. No, but your mother my put in work. Nine, yeah, yeah. Bless that She's woman. Done. She's, She's done. She's <laughs> Your thought process thought of the process. kids you're going to have. So if you only have one child, you're setting them up for failure. Only children. They don't have social <laughs> skills. Yep. They're selfish. They don't know how to share. Things mm-hmm. like that. Two children... It's way too easy for one to become the inferior one and compare themselves to the other one. Yeah. There's only one other person their whole life to bounce themselves off of and they will be different and they're going to take that negatively. Three kids, it's too easy for two kids to leave out the other kid. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, maybe that, maybe that gang up switches, but it's too easy <clears throat> for two of them to be best friends and the other one's just left hanging, especially if it's like two girls and a boy or something. Yeah, or two girls and one cop. Shut <laughs> up. God. Damn it, that, w- that would have worked if my water bottle didn't fall. We might cut so much stuff. <laughs> and then four kids is great because there's the opportunity to mix and match. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're pissed at one brother, you have two other brothers to go have a good time <laughs> with instead. And, like, games or whatever, like split-screen cop video yeah. games or board games, 2v2. It's so easy to have teams and shit. We always do family night with, like, card games. And it's so, oh, yeah. it's, we have, like, 11 people to always play. So it's so fun. That's Literally. Like the perfect uh, number. Or, like, four as well. Four, uh, four kids, two, how many daughters, how many sons? And do you have names? Because I got names. You see, I, dude, I have names, but... It's one of those things, too, where it's like you have names, and then when the kid is born, you're like, oh, this person doesn't look like the name I had originally. I'm more frustrated, but that every person, like every girl I've like discussed baby names with so far in my mm-hmm. life has had completely fucking opposite opinions on baby names as I do. Oh, no. Like people you were dating, and you were like, I'm thinking of this Exactly. Name. And they were like, no. had the weirdest shit. Like the most, like, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like if you like, one person was like, if you imagine mm-hmm. a woodland fairy and like forest nymphs, the names were kind of like, <laughs> they wanted to name their child like forest nymphs oh i hate that oh my gosh i had an ex who wanted the like when we were together we were thinking about like naming kids and she was like i like the name elijah and i was like i like that name too but i think of like my sister's ex who was like mm-hmm. cheated on her and she was just like why would you say that now we can't have elijah i'm like you told me i i don't want elijah either <laughs> um but you you have names or is this names you do you want it Take two. Yeah. <laughs> your names that you have, do you want them to be public? Sure, yeah, go for it. Okay. The the only ones I'm really, like, dead set on is for <clears throat> when I have my girls. I really – I think it's so cute when girls have, like, androgynous names. Like, Blake, Drew, Carson, like Sawyer. Unisex. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Unisex names. I think that's so cute I on a girl. I love that name. Oh, yeah. I love that idea. I was going to say, what was – what was uh, B- Blake, I like that. 
I was trying to think of one that I'd like, because I also like Eunice. Oh, Alex. I like the name Alex mm. for a guy as well. Because I have a sister named Alexandra, and we call her wow. Alex, and I like that. But, like, so that that's for your daughters? Or- daughters. Sons, I'm looser on. Like Stephanie, Rebecca. <laughs> you know, you're the sex mate. Hey, Penelope, go put on your baseball cleats. <laughs> She's like, he's like, can I take this dress off? No, you're Penelope. <laughs> I'm building adversity into their lives from an early age. <laughs> but what I do like about what we have in common is that I think we'll both, we, we, we both hustle in a way. I think you do music and I do stand up and we mm-hmm. both have a stage persona. Mm-hmm. Are you more comfortable on stage than off? Because for some reason, I am just so much more comfortable on stage. Are you really? Okay. Yeah. This is something I've been meaning to ask you about for a while. Yeah. Because like I know approaching stages from like obviously music but then i've done like little hosting bits and stuff but i've never done it doing stand-up comedy what is the energy and the feeling like from a stand-up comedy angle leading up to stage and being on stage so so it depends on the place so like i did a show yesterday and it wasn't a club it was like a restaurant and i don't like that energy i've always loved comedy club energy because you're there to do and so many other people are there to do the same thing you were doing, which is just like trying to make people laugh, trying to have this energy. But I noticed last night there was a lot of people who like have your have like a music energy where they're just like or like DJ energy, mm-hmm. which they're just like, How are we doing tonight? And then mm-hmm. they will I can't hear you. How are you doing yeah, tonight? Yeah. So you gotta hype them up. So we so I think music people and comedians have that where you gotta hype them up before you actually get to shit. Mm-hmm. Um and the energy, like well, the energy with music is totally different because like you know they're listening to your music if they're like bopping. Yeah. Comedians, you know they're listening if they're looking at you, I think. Or if they're laughing. Mm, okay. Like when I before I got on stage last night, there were people talking, like it's a restaurant, so fucking people is talking, which is so annoying. There's people playing yeah. pool, which is sucks. Um and then when I got on stage, so many of those people were looking at me. Oh it was a good thing. Yeah. It was a good thing. Um and then like that made me even like hyped up even more, but like you can't at least for me, I can't show I – can, I have to split the difference between being nervous and, like, having so much energy because I have – if I have too much energy, then it either doesn't fit my material or I'm annoying on stage. Okay. So, or if I'm nervous, then people can see me be nervous and it yeah. lacks confidence. So you, I have to split the middle. Um, so it also depends on, like, the material – I'm giving you. So when you're on stage, you're actively yeah. channeling a bunch of different emotions and personas on the and joke. roller coasters yeah. in one joke. Yes. That's crazy. I've never thought of it like that. And, or like depending on the joke. Like I'll open up just like talking about me and that has confidence. Yeah. And that um, – yeah, I don't, I don't know the energy. I've always loved stand-up comedy energy but it's – yeah, it really just depends on the place. It's tough because I'm assuming it depends on the place for you, like depending on your venues you're doing. Yeah, like for example, if you're like playing on a sidewalk at the beach, yeah. you're not going all out. You're just it's a it's a chiller passerby vibe. Yeah. But if you're at like <clears throat> a contained house show or something, like on a stage in a backyard, you're like going yeah. out because those people, that energy, those figurative walls have you locked in. You said backyard. Mm-hmm. I've been to backyard yeah. concerts. I fucking love them. Dude, They're that's so all cool. we used to fucking do in college. Oh my gosh. I was at a club. Um, I helped run a club at my college and we would just like every weekend throw house shows for various bands that we had. You were in a band or it was just you? I wasn't in a band, but I was like going to them, like helping okay. put them on and stuff. Oh dude, that's awesome. Um, 
But do you have like a persona you have on stage? Do you consider you, yourself like an onstage persona? You see, I've like thought about that idea because everyone like there's a lot of, you know, with artists and creative people, there's a lot of talk of them having alter egos or yeah. things they channel into in order to become larger than life on stage. Yeah. And in general, I like that thought process because I'm like, people go to see, we'll just use musicians as an example. People go to see musicians because they're supposed to embody emotions that we're too scared to embody every day anyways mm -hmm. they want to look at you and be an out of this world being mm -hmm. and then channel that through you for a moment yeah and so in service to those other people i'm like yeah like maybe i should like adopt a persona or something but then at the same time you can get like lost in the sauce of like when you have to channel and feel like you have to be creative or a musician or whatever mm -hmm. you like get too full of yourself too riding that high emotion mm. like it's like it, the adrenaline the whatever the i am the shit i am so confident yeah. all that you get way too on it and then it's hard to come back down or when you do come back down it's such a crash i've noticed that not with music but like with me in the beginning when i started doing stand-up i'd listened like minds the uh, comedians that were inspiring to me they were also like very depressed as well so i subconsciously also had that in my energy whether i was on stage or off but like i would go on i would go on stage i would have a great time and then i would go off stage and i would be like other famous comedians are depressed right now i should act this way i should act mm. sad or something because i'm like they're popular they're famous they're mm. well known i i need to have that and then i adapted that feeling later on so then i got accidentally sad yeah <laughs> you fucking placebo yourself into depression i really stage. did it was so bad and then i was like oh i can't have that so um Getting much better at that, but like, yeah, the second I'm off stage, that persona is gone. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing where like, when someone's like, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. I'm like, yeah. no, I need the persona. <clears throat> this, the, this, if you were to say, tell me a joke right now, the, the environment is totally different. Of course. Not. I did, um, I auditioned for America's Got Talent. Whoa, when? When I was like 19. Okay. When I was like 19 or 20 and like, I, it wasn't, I didn't make it to TV, but like before you make it to like Howie Mandel yeah. or Simon Cowell, they put you in a room with like five judges that are not famous. They're just yeah. like, you got to go past these judges to actually make it on TV. Mm. And I was with like 10 other group of people with different talents. One, another, another person was a comedian. Another one was like singing. There was one person who all their talent was, was making eggs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just about making scrambled eggs. Flipping an omelet. Did they, yeah. Wait, did they like have like their own little he tabletop a, griddle? Pan. It was a table. It was like a little grill. It was him and a buddy just making eggs. And you only have like five minutes. And the judge stopped them after like two minutes. And they're like, well, good. And he goes, okay, thank you. I think they were doing it as a bit. They had to have been a bit. No it was way. a bet. Yeah. It was so funny. And then... Um, but as like, as you're in line waiting to go in that room to mm. perform, there's other people standing next to you like that are also going to go in. And one person who was a magician, he's like, what's your talent? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do stand up. He goes, oh, tell me a joke. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and then a person next to him, next to that magician, yeah. he goes, uh, to the magician, what's your talent? And he goes, oh, I'm a magician. And he goes, oh, show me a trick right now. And I'm like, well, I don't have a deck of cards. And the guy goes, it's not that easy. Ah! I fucking loved it. Do you, when you do music, do you get booed? Like, I don't, in what, my, is, what in, is a negative <laughs> response on stage with mu music? In my experience of doing bad musical sets, because I've had some very bad sets, mm. um, I think people just, because it's not as, you know how you say, like, you can tell people are listening to you because they're looking at you? Yeah. Or and laughing. Yeah. Or laughing, yeah. In music, depending on, like, the area you're in, people are more allowed to kind of just, like, not face you because yeah. you're still taking it in in a way 
But for me, when they're like, oh, yeah, and you, like, there's, like, waiting. It's like the, how do I describe it? It's waiting? It's when they're, like, <clears throat> just, like, pursing their lips to, like, uh-huh, okay, and, like, waiting for you to get off stage. And, like, ooh, that was kind of oh, cool. Oh, no. They just are quiet. They're kind of, like, shifting to the side. They're, like, okay, when is this dude going to be done? It's, I've never gotten heckling. I've never gotten booing. I think you would have to say something just completely inflammatory to get actively booed yeah. nowadays. Yeah. But it's just, like, there's just, like, absolute neutrality. And they're just tiny little politeness when you're done and they're like thank god this guy's off and who like inspired you to do music also this is a two-part question who inspired you to do music and do you play any instruments so this is fabulous because no one inspired me to do music mm. this is like earlier when you asked me how i got into it i never actually got to tell the how i got into it story oh yeah i started as a joke like it was like <laughs> it, I, it, music for me began completely as a bit what happened was I was sitting in my freshman year of high school's health class and I was hanging with my three friends and one of the friends was dating a guy from a different school. And she said, oh my God, my boyfriend, he just dropped this, the, these songs on SoundCloud. Trap God Dante is out here on the streets. <laughs> the he, he was going by Trap God Dante. She's like, oh. Trap God Dante put out his debut, you know, a little mix. Oh, and we pull no. it up and it was like really bad because like a freshman in yeah. high school. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. I was like, girl, I was like, this is so bad. Like even I could do better. And like literally a little light bulb went off above my head and I was like, I could do better. And so I made the... Really quick, the person that said uh, this music just came out, was she cute? Were you trying to impress her at all? Oh, no. No, that was just my genuine just platonic okay. friend. Okay. She, yeah, she had the boyfriend and everything. So what's it called? So a light bulb went on my head and I was like, I'm going to commit to this bit. Because I'm a big, big guy. I'm a big, <laughs> big guy. When I was younger, I used to make YouTube videos. I would write skits. I would do Lego videos. I was like, oh, I'm a... Like, when I was, like, way more well-rounded when I was younger. You did Lego stop motion? Fucking yeah, I did. Oh. Fucking yeah, I did. They're still on YouTube. Uh, my, I got some shit on YouTube as well. They're fucking inc- I miss it. I, we gotta see that, too. I'll show that shit to you. I, we gotta pass. Okay. Anyways, so, <laughs> she, I was like, I'm gonna make a fucking song. And I downloaded a, an app that makes a beat for <laughs> really you. Really quick, I can imagine. Your platonic friend is like, this dude, a buddy of mine just made some music. And you go, I can top that. I'm gonna make a Lego stop motion movie. <laughs> The Legos will wrap. The Legos will wrap. Oh, oh my god. Get on, ready for on, b- b- bricks. Unironically, a Lego stop motion rap video would go oh, so hard. Dude. That would go so hard. Just like paralyzing a, a paralyzing? Paralyzing like a pa- parody ink? Satirizing? Satirizing. Satirizing like an Eminem song and like a Lego stop motion thing. Oh, that'd be so fucking cool. And I love how like this is like really cool to us because it's such a niche thing, like Lego, Lego stop, stop motion, motion animation. But for everyone else, it's like this is like, like it's like the geekiest thing. We have another do. thing to talk about because I I have so much to talk about about Lego stop motion. But I, okay. okay. Anyways, anyways, this story. Um so then I'm like, okay, I I downloaded an app that makes the beat for you. I sat in my room like a corner of my room with like the old wired headphones and I was spitting bars into that thing, wiping the actual spit. Cause you know, I had like the, I had the middle microphone on the cord. I was wiping that thing oh, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally writing the lyrics in like my math classes and stuff. And then the best part of it was I went around for like three weeks straight promoing it before it came out. I was like, guys, my debut mixtape is dropping. I wrote it on the board of every single one of my classes. Oh, I, love I made, that. I made like videos, like interviewing my friends, like, you got a sneak peek. Like, how's it? Like, what do you think? And the, the responses ranged from a very hesitant, it's good, to just a straight up, it's ass. You suck. Stop talking to me. From my friends. They weren't my friends. I've, I've, come, yeah, I've yeah. come to realize they weren't my friends. <laughs> Anyways, 
I went so hard with it, and then I released it, and like the football team, like because I was on the football team, clowned me for so 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 hard. But it was one of those like you're in so deep, you have to just completely own it. Yeah. The best part was I kept calling it a mixtape because I didn't know what a mixtape actually was. It was just one song. It wasn't a tape. It wasn't a co- wasn't a combination of anything. But it was just the term I'd heard thrown around on Twitter. So oh, I was like, that's, that's what I'm gonna call it. And so then after that, I was like, I can top this. And so the next year, I made another one. It was Christmas-themed, and it had a music video to it. So when people... Oh, fuck. We went all out. Oh. That, we, we, was, we had a budget and everything. Did you still consider it, like, a bit, or were you, like... It no, was I'm, still a bit. Oh, that's so funny. But then after that one, I was like, okay, let me prove to people I can do this for real. And then that's when the actual shit started. So the first two songs... Well, first off, the Christmas one, how was that feedback? For a really long time, it was still the most viewed thing I'd ever gotten. Are you serious? <laughs> That's so. I, I played it in my classes. I I'm not I'm not kidding. Like in front you. of your students, in front of the teachers. Oh yeah, because oh, a man. I I was like all the teachers loved me, so I could do whatever I wanted. B I was such a fucking prominent bit guy. I was always doing shit in front of people, and I was like everyone bask in this glory. Oh, the first your first bit song that you did, and people were like, it's fine, it's whatever. Do you get offended by that? Or because it was a bit, you were just like, it's fine because... Because it was a bit, I was like, it's fine. I was like, this is great for the, the promo. Like, oh, the, the video so turned... Funny. I was like, the promo video turned into you actually shitting on me. That's so funny. I was like, this is great. Do you get haters from your music still? No, I haven't in a minute. Excuse me, I just had a burp. I haven't in a minute. And I've taken that as a sign that I need to be doing more. Because mm. if you have haters, you're doing good. If you have haters, someone cared enough about it one way or another to say something. Yeah. Which means if that person's being being vocal, there's other people who aren't being vocal but do actually like it. I put some clips on TikTok and some comments, well, at least one comment was just like, I was sick to your day job. I'm like, oh, like the, yes. say that again. <laughs> I would If I would post the video and it was nothing but hate, I would welcome it. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Um, Lego stop motion. I fucking want to talk about this so bad. Yeah. I started doing stop motion shit when I was like nine or okay. 10. Okay. And I, no joke, have two full length Lego stop motion movies on YouTube, like 45 minutes. 45 They're minutes. They're like, the first one is decent. It's Batman. <laughs> the second one is the sequel. It's also about Batman. So fucking good. I'm so proud of it. Okay. So, so that means you were a forest fire one-on-one fan back in the day. Yes. 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 Oh, it's such an under, like everyone's like, okay, you're like doing stuff with Legos. It's an underrated fucking art form. It's so you actually like, how were you building it? You were doing like a picture or a one second video. And then you, like, you take, you take the picture and then slightly move. See, I didn't know that. I was taking one-second videos. It was so no. time-consuming. It was bad. And then after that, you have to, like, condense the one second into, like, a point one second. Yeah. But pictures, you don't have to... Well, you do condense, but you don't have to find the time. You just... You gotta, you gotta like, map out how many frames per second you want. And yeah. keep that in your, your, like, your brain. Well, in my mind, it was, like, 9.1 seconds was, like, one second. Mm-hmm. Right? Ooh, I never did the math like that because I never had to film them. I was, like, okay... 25 still images, 25 frames is like what I'm aiming for, like per second. You didn't film them? Or what do you mean? I took pictures. Oh yeah, you took pictures. So like 25 pictures would fill up like one second of time. I didn't think of like nine seconds of video cuts down to one oh, second. Oh yeah, I would have video. to do that. Because sometimes I would also want to in sync with the song I'm putting out. Mm-hmm. Well, not song I'm putting out, but like I would you'd do like a Batman song and I would want like when the beat yeah. drops, I want this guy to punch this guy. So that would be very cool. Did you ever experiment with like mouth movement? Like talking? No, I don't know how to do that. You I'm see, a- I got into that. Like, I like, like editing animation? their mouths to be open. No yeah. way. I, was I would proud of that love one. to do that. Instead of, I always did audio for my videos, but instead of mouth moving m- movement, I would just have hands moving. 
So mm. if someone's like, uh, yes, he would just be like, yes. Uh, For the people listening, I would just move my <laughs> the Lego hand a little up, and that's it. But <laughs> I even got like people. There's a guy in my who voiced someone in my newest Batman movie, which I made like two years ago. He's so popular in Kansas. Really? He makes comic books. He is like a well-known like actor in Kansas okay. or whatever. Um, he made a short film about the Black Power Ranger, and he brought back the actual actor who was in the original Power Ranger movies. Okay. So he has connections. But okay. he was able to do like <laughs> 10 lines in my movie because we did some plays in the same building. And oh. I like paid him like 40 bucks, which is super nice. Why are you not actively like – growing this connection with this dude i don't like doing that mm. if i make it so i have a friend so uh yeah i have some friends who are like actors and they're like really into acting like i was just talking about it um but like a buddy of mine who was okay i'll just say billy i forgot his name billy skeet, skeet. Billy from skeet. your last episode of the yeah, podcast everyone go listen to that episode very good episode he's a really good actor in the uk and like mm. he's making all of these short films and i would love to be an actor that's one of mm. my go-to things but i don't want to be like Hey, can you uh, help me out with the script or help me do it? But I, like, uh, I don't want to ask for favors because I feel like I'm taking advantage of their friendship, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be that person. Um, and also, like at the same time, I want to get to where I want to get to by myself. I think mm-hmm. that would be so cool if I can just like have barely any connections and still do like I don't want to. What's it called? Be baby fed? Mm-hmm. If, that, if that's the right thing, you want to like. It, it would it would it would feel so more satisfying to be at the point of your own hubris, and then they're like, "I like what you're doing. You come on my project, yeah. rather than you asking to go on their project." Yes. Okay, I want to go back to Lego stop motion stuff. So, what were yours? What were yours? Fucking hell! What was? Were you inspired to how? Why did you stop making Lego stop motion stuff? Because I, when I was younger, I wanted to be a movie director. Actually, I I fell in love with it. Well, actually. I wanted to be like a talk show host and a game show host or like a movie director or all of the above. You have that energy for thank, sure. Thank you. Yeah, you really that. do. And so I was like, okay, getting actors is hard. Yeah. People don't want to do it, scheduling or there's not good. What can I have complete control over besides like a one man film? And I was like, oh, I, if I make Lego stop motions, I will have control over every single aspect of this. And also, I just thought claymation was the coolest thing in the oh, world. So, you did claymation too? I was starting to get into it toward the end. Okay. I don't think I've ever done claymation. And Legos for me are just easier because clay, you have to move the whole fucking thing. Well, like mm. Lego, you, you just move like piece by piece. Mm. That's really it. Um, that's funny because the reason I started making Lego stop motion stuff is because I didn't have any friends. <laughs> and I wanted to always like make stuff like film stuff, uh-huh. act, write, do, but like in order to do that, you need people to collaborate. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, the people that I can collab with can be Lego pieces. <laughs> Um, and then I, in a not sad way, <laughs> this guy has a permanent smile on his face. See, this isn't sad. <laughs> um, but I would make, yeah, I would make a lot of stop motion videos and there was even one, it was always either like Star Wars or Batman or just like superhero. Mm-hmm. But I made one with like a very old camera with a brother of mine and it started out being five minutes and then I was like, oh. I want to keep making something. Let's just extend it on. Let's just extend mm-hmm. on this video. So it was 10, there was 15, then it was 20 minutes. Jeez. It was a 20 minute video with like a very old camera. Really? It wasn't that good looking back at it. But then um, I made an, yeah. And then I made like these other ones. I really got to show you at least. Cause I also made movie trailers for my Lego stop motion of, movies. Of like movies that actually existed? No. Maybe like for, frame, no, no. Uh, I made movie trailers for my Lego stop uh, motion <laughs> movies as well. 
and it was so cool. How many movies would you say you put out? Two. Only two? Only the two movies. Okay. And then I did very, like, small shorts when I was younger. I even wrote in college, me and my roommate wrote a script about Batman at Sonic. Have you, you know, Sonic the fast food place? Yes, yes, yes. It was Batman at Sonic, and I even filmed some of the stop motion <laughs> years ago, but I want to go back and actually finish it. It's eight pages, and the bit is Batman works at Sonic, but the only things he says is lines from his movies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... Um, How old were you when you say this was When I wrote this script? Yeah. Oh, 21. Oh, okay. College. When, when, what age were you when you were doing, you're in your prime of like stop motion making? Stop, mo- uh, 16 and 19. Oh, you see. No, no, no. I'm sorry. 16 and you're, you're talking about younger. You started younger. Yeah. I, I was doing this from like nine to like 12. I think. Oh, my prime probably from like 15 to maybe 24. Damn. Yeah. And I did a lot of, I'm, when I say prime, I'm like my good stuff. Yes. Yes. Lego stop motion. Because I fucking love it. You haven't talked about this in years, have you? No, I haven't. I even, before I even did Lego stop motion, I collected Star Wars sets. Mm-hmm. Lego Star Wars sets. And I would just put them on my desk and I wouldn't touch them. And they mm-hmm. would just get very dusty. And I was like, well, collectibles, I would just probably put them in the box. I shouldn't build them. Um, but that's, that's the first thing I collected. I collected like Legos and then keychains and then now movies. But like I was a big collector. That was really? my hobby. Yeah. I collected, hmm. um, what's it called? Uh, Swiss Army Knives. <laughs> really? Yeah. There would be like a lot of garage sales or my dad owned a pawn shop. And, we, and I would just be like, can I grab this knife? And he's like, yeah, go for it. So what's your, what's your feelings about Funko Pops then? Because those are like the collector's item for our generation. Um, you can collect them. They don't interest me. Cause they, really? Yeah, because I think the idea of, so, uh, the idea of something that is already a collectible I oh. want to collect something that's not typically a collectible. Oh, Does that make sense? Okay. Like, I don't know anybody that collects keychains. I don't know anybody that... Well, I know a lot of people that collect movies. But, like, when you say it's a collectible, mm. I'm like, you just want me to get them all. You just want me to buy them. Yeah, it's a, it's a capitalist yeah. scheme. And you're not yeah. going to fall for that. You're better than that. Yeah. <laughs> totally, dude. I'll make a video about it. And then I'll ask you to prom, man. Um... What was I gonna that say? That was like the weirdest laugh I've ever given. <laughs> it came out of a different part of my throat. You I've told me before that I have a fake laugh. I have a fake laugh. And I do. I will spat out my orange juice. <laughs> and I do, but okay, so my genuine laugh is like when something's like absolutely <laughs> funny, when I'm comfortable with the person, when I don't need to give them any source of comfort. Okay. And my genuine laugh is mouth open. But I'm silent. I'm just like going, yeah, my mouth is open and I'm smiling, but there's really not a lot coming out. Or there's like a, that kind of thing. But one time we were doing improv class together in summer camp and I was laughing big for the kids. Yeah. They, they were still genuine laughs. Yeah. But I, I still, I still wanted the kids to know that they're funny because like so many things that came out of the kid's mouth were genuinely funny. And I think I can still laugh at something and still be loud. I'm just putting more pressure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I think that was a genuine laugh. But I think when you told me that, you were like, were you fake laughing? I'm like, I don't know. I fake laughed before. I don't think that's a fake laugh. No, because it's not, it's not fake. Like, you have to totally put it on. Like, there's like the tiniest bit of merit there. And yeah. you're just like saturating it. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a real laugh you would give in other real scenarios. Yeah. You're just also kind of embellishing it a little more to bring it out more for someone's comfort. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess you. Yeah. But as I'm getting older, 
I don't want to lie. So that that translates to like fake laughing as well. I don't want to fake laugh. Also, mm. also, if I'm fake laughing, then I'm not giving you the response you should deserve. Well, like if someone were to say a bad joke and I'm fake laughing, I'm like, I should just tell them. Hmm. I should just not laugh so they know the joke is not funny so they can improve on it next time. In your line of work, I get that process, but in like standard, like just social life, I think fake laughing should actually happen more. Really? Because you risk nothing. You know, you know how you feel about something. Say you, you know, were just hanging out with a group of friends mm. and you try to make a little like insert comment or whatever. Mm. I know how I feel about it. I know it was nothing special. Everyone else knows they felt like it was nothing special. But if I can offer up this little bit of something that will make the other person feel comfort, like more comfortable, mm. so maybe they're not scared to say that again, what am I have to lose? I would have the same thought process, but instead of laughing, I would just like uh, go off on that. Whatever. Or not go off. But follow up. Yeah, follow like, up. Like play along yeah. with a bit or whatever. I agree. Or, or make fun of the fact that it was bad, but like in a nice way. Yeah. Because I can, I, I, I want to walk around if I, if I have to tell a lie, I want to walk around it as opposed to like straight up lying. Does the lying get easier the more you do it? Or do you still always feel that little sickness in your stomach that you just told a lie? In high school, if I would have lied, I think, and um, no one got hurt in the process, I'll be like, okay, that was probably good. Um, but as I'm getting older, lying doesn't help me. It, it, it's not making me, it's not making me like be my true self. If I'm mm -hmm. just like lying to make someone feel better, I should mm -hmm. tell the truth to make me feel better and how they perceive it is up to them. Hmm. You can still be nice about it. Hmm. Like you don't have to straight up just be like, oh, you're so annoying, but you can mm -hmm. be like, sometimes when you do this thing, I, you need to acknowledge that you might be perceived as a, as a hmm. different way. Does that make sense? Yes. So I'm, I want to get much better at telling the truth not like direct i'm not saying like there's a total difference of like telling the truth and being a dick you can easily tell the truth bless you twice you can easily tell the god shit thank you yeah <laughs> that one like it was like building up for like 30 seconds the first one was nothing first one was nothing and then i was just caught with my mouth open like an idiot <laughs> looking like a venus flytrap in your living room for like 30 seconds i did say bless you twice he did sneeze twice it's just the first one was like <sighs> uh, like my genuine laugh and then the second sneeze, you had to put some pressure <laughs> on it. <laughs> you had to put some pressure on there. The, the fucking sneeze had stage fright. I had to it out. <laughs> All right. Spin the wheel. Pick a new... new um... I want to go back to Lego stop Fucking yeah. <laughs> I really do. Do you like stop motion movies? Okay. Like uh, 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 Coraline. Cor well, Coraline specifically scares me. I don't like scary movies. Really? So. Oh, yeah, you don't like it. Okay. So, and that, that's probably not even a scary movie. It's just, it creeped me out when I was a kid, so I haven't watched it. Oh, it's so um, the, Just the trailer got me spooked. Um, like, like, button eyes and shit. Have you seen Corpse Bride? I know that's not, it's kind of in the same realm as Coraline, but um, it's scary. In, no, in general, I do very, very much like those movies. Like, okay. I think I watched Kubo and the Two Strings one I've time. It's phenomenal. It's like a, a guy rides a monkey and there's a guitar and I don't know. It's, a, it's like a samurai <laughs> kind of movie. It's on Netflix. But, You're pitching the movie. <laughs> but when I watch them, I think when I'm watching them the whole time, most of the enjoyment comes from the place of... The fact that they're doing this is so sick. The yeah. fact that these effects are happening. Yeah. Like, it's me appreciating the art of the claymation, not even, like, appreciating the story and everything you would normally appreciate yeah. in a movie. Because it's just, like, you you can easily just, like, make a regular movie. And that itself takes time. But the fact that you're putting in piece by piece... It takes, bro, so many you have years. so much patience. And that is something I admire. I saw the movie Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. Did not care about the storyline, but the stop motion was mm -hmm. freaking awesome. 
Um, did you see like the Lego movies? Or, like Lego? Dude, okay, so A, yes. Those are like two of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Unironically, unironically. Wait, Lego movie one and two? Or yes. like Lego movie and Batman? Lego, Lego movie, movie one and two. Okay. I don't really like the Batman Lego movie, to oh, be honest. Okay, but okay. you know those weren't made with like, mm. yeah, they were like the computer generation and yeah. stuff. Well, some, sometimes. I would say like 80% of it was. 70% of it, it. It was? Yeah, some of it was actually stop motion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and then, I don't know if you saw the new Across the Spider-Verse. I have not gotten to see it. There no. was a brief moment of a Lego Spider-Man. Is that fucking all, really? All, all stop motion. It's like maybe a minute, and it's Lego stop motion, and a kid, a 14-year-old, did that one-minute piece. It was like he was in a competition. He won, so they're like, let's put this in the movie. It was so – it's so cool. Wait, seriously? Yeah. You it's just, so cool. I've been so behind on seeing that movie, and you just made me like Wanna so amped it? up to like need to go see it. Have you ever actually played Spin the Bottle? Do people actually do that? Spin the Bottle. I don't think I've you, – You spin a bottle no, and kiss no, everyone's on? I'm trying to think if I've ever played it. I think I played it – as a 25-year-old man? No, I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> Last month, actually. It was a wild party. <laughs> yeah, it was like in my school. I was homeschooled, so the, the, the teachers wanted to play. It was very weird. <laughs> Me and my mom had a weird dynamic relationship after this. Um, I'm trying... No, I don't think I have ever played. Like, maybe... Okay, I, I was not cool and, like, popular and, like, funny and all that shit when I was younger. So maybe I just was not being invited to the places where the kids played in the bottle. But I never got to play it. I no, I feel like spin the bottle is like today's uh beer pong. <laughs> well, like everybody participates in a thing and no one's like kissing or making out, but like it's like the thing at a party. Oh, it's like the event that's like, like you yeah, it's do. like the main thing. It's like if you don't want to do anything else, we always have spin, spin the, the bottle, bottle going in the back. <laughs> spin the bottle. I'm not saying there's, 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 there's a lot of similarities to, to it, but, like, that's the thing at a party. I feel like when you're in middle school or maybe in high school, mm-hmm. spin the bottle was the thing. Beer pong is – I don't know if that makes sense. I think. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's just, like, I'm picturing – because my perception of beer pong is that, like, there's always beer pong going on at a party. Like, yeah. off to the side, the rest of it is, like, mingling. You're saying spin the bottle is the main event? Yes. Like, okay. everyone that's there fair. will sit down for it. And so it's just funny that you, like, if I'm thinking it from that lens, it's, like, <laughs> off to the side, like, three people are just doing spin the bottle because they're bored and, like, don't want to go, like, converse <laughs> or something. On one side, everyone's, like, chug, chug, chug. <laughs> everyone's, like, who's going to kiss Tiffany now? Or, like, the fucking game where, like, you, like, the card and, like, suck and blow. What's that? Oh, oh, you have one You card. have to pass the card between you with your mouth? Yeah. yeah. I played that one, I think, once. Um, you animal. I know. <laughs> um. <laughs> what age? Um, I think it was like a party. No, no, no. It was 22, 23. Okay, in college? Uh, right, after, a... right after college. Because the thing about a game like that is if you're good, you don't get any fun. If, you, if you're good at the skill, <laughs> nothing happens to you. Yeah, and you have to like be next to the person, somebody that you like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. When you do songs, because um, a lot of musicians do this, transitioning to the next song, do you mm-hmm. try to do a little joke? Well, like, how? What's your transition look like? My favorite, my favorite versions of transitions is when one blends into another, and when people realize what's going on, they're like, "Oh, that's cool." For a live show? For a live show? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't generally like the the stop, say something, start a new song. I feel like it kills rhythm. I feel like that is too because constantly because I just went to a concert with some friends of mine, they would play a song. And they would be like, how's everyone still doing? But they do that every time. I'm like, not everybody wants to say, ooh, yeah. yeah. Or it's like a good band. They won't even say their name until like two songs in. 
because they go, they play two songs, they establish that energy. Then they take that little break to be like, hey, we're so-and-so. This is all of our names. This just came out. Let's go. And then they... That's weird because I do that as well in comedy. Well, like I'll say a joke and then I'll introduce exactly. myself. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, a attention grabber. Yeah. Boom. I've, I've done essays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got D's in English. D's um, in English. <laughs> okay, really quick. We're going to end... We got to end this. But, okay. So the people listening, uh, we will go... I'm going to plug in Tristan's new song at the very end of this episode. So stay tuned and listen to that. Um, anything else you would like to plug? That I would like to plug. Um, it's kind of dim in here. We could put some light switches in. Oh, uh, take two. <laughs> didn't like it, and that's the truth. And that's on me. That's on you. <laughs> I'm the one who fucked that up. <laughs> um, anything I'd like to plug? Um, listen to the other episodes of Whipsnap. Oh, cool. Well, how'd you come up with that name? Uh, in high school, I was the youngest kid in my acting class, and everyone called me Little Whippersnapper. So I just condensed Aww. it. Yeah, just condensed it. Do. Oh. We- Comedians have like stage names. Some of them, I think, uh, you know, the uh, Theo Vaughn, the comedian. That's a fake name. Yeah, his real name is Theodore, and then it's like four names after that. Hmm. So Vaughn, I think, is the first syllable of his last name. You've never had the urge to go by Whipsnapper, Whippersnapper. No, I like the name. I like my like my full name. Mm-hmm. Like Greg, everyone calls me Greg or whatever, but yeah. when it's like written down as like a flyer, Gregory's. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of Gregory's, which is cool. Oh, okay. So that one little bit makes you stand out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> I zoned out in the middle of my sentence. I'm not gonna lie to you. So, however, the delivery was was me running on autopilot. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little. Little honesty there for you. That was. That was I well, disassociated mid thought, and it just kept going. It's like, is he, is he a dick? No, he just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a form of dick. That's true. Um, anyways, form of dick. Name of the episode. <laughs> If, if that's okay with you. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the plug. Listen to this new song coming out. It's called Full Send. It features Jack Cohn, who's dope little musician. He has nearly a million streams on Spotify. Holy shit. No he's, way. No, he has a lot going on. He's he really cool. He has some connections, dude. Um, and then you can listen to my other stuff as well. Better Alone is my personal favorite. Um, is any This is on Spotify? All on Spotify. Everything's on Spotify. Tristan Zett? Tristan Zett. I'm also going to put your Instagram in the description of the episode. Phenomenal. Well. Absolutely. 100%. Um, I have nothing left to plug. Okay, I got nothing else to plug either. Um, don't die. My bullshit's back. I'd apologize, but that news ain't bad. San Diego is where my home is at. You know red means go. It's time to full send that. Yeah. Never been better, never lived bigger, never dripped wetter than I am right now. Kiss hit with heroin pleasure. Fit stitch with significant leather. Five, six, Pilates fit. Fingertips tracing my skin. Likes the way I kick, flip, and beat rip. Tony Hawk in this bed. I'm a go-getter, big trendsetter. Hunt snow bunnies, don't you have to never take breaks. I'm a big band and never be locked down. Spinning some shit that be sick of this sneeze. Mission impossible's not even an obstacle for me. So gifted like princess, I'm under the trees. Knocking off. Three rings on. She says my hands make a damn good necklace. Polish off, the cops go wild box. You want area code hoes? Well, I got continent thighs. I rub wild. It's back, I'd apologize, but that news ain't bad San Diego is where my home is at You know red means go, it's time to full send that, yeah Full send, no postal, hand in hand my bros go We take it back to Tartans, bring my knock to start And swing it hard, no Tarzan, clean this bandit charge And there's that Dago music 
Jack will show them how we do it This that Dago music All clones you make Django music Bring up your name Dago who this Or I snap that Dango stupid When I wake up I am ready to ball I already said it to y'all You know that I've been the message to post a pet residence hall Hey, hey, I post and like I'm in out You think we Gucci like what's on the belt I see everything like an elf on a shelf You falling off I think your ice about to melt I'm a chest and we hit the mountain top Everyone hype when Jack who about to drop Hey, so promo go stream invertebrate Run off the money I get it in 30 ways She give me good rain like she been a nerd If they choose to get the gist that snake bites been hurting the stage You know I pull up on my gang I pull up on my pack I pull up on my herd today Damn, all these bitches got some curvy ways I know I ain't tripping man what I just heard him say He think he better than me Ain't no way, I've been dripping like a rainy day Oh my bullshit's back